What's good, everybody? It's your man, Big Don, coming live and at you the True Players Podcast tonight at 11.02 p.m. Um, the episode today, we, I'm just going to vent with Joey G again today about various subjects, the vaccine, the world around us that as we see it today. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Stay tuned. We're going to get at it in a few seconds. <laughs> We're back with Joey G. On Joey G, let them know the people know what's going on, my man. What's good? This is your man, Joey G. We back at it again, doing our thing on the True Players Podcast. It's one of those times of the week where we got to get back to venting with Joey G. So here we are. <laughs> here we are. Here we go. I mean, listen, lobbies have happened over the past week. Uh, we had the assassination of the Haitian president, Jovenel Moaz. We did speak about it on IG Live. That episode will be posted by the weekend. We just got to do some few edits and stuff like that. We'll be on it again. Um, it, just, it just goes to show you, no, no matter how you slice it, you know what I'm saying, whether he was a good president or not, you don't want to see someone get assassinated in their residence with his wife there, his I'm not sure if his children were there. Also, I'm I don't, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but that's that's not the way you do things. And I I just it, it just took me aback. I was like, it just took me aback. So, you know, even though I'm not in the country, I, I I'm not in the country. I don't know the ins and outs of the country. Um, it just bothers me to see how that thing, how that situation went down. And you hear various different reports. Who's part of it? Who's the cause of it? Now you're hearing. Another country could be the spearhead behind the assassination, which goes to show you. Uh, what do you think about it, Joey? Um, there's always going to be a man behind the man behind the man. And in the end of it, it's all a paper trail to the money. Follow the money, you'll find the problem. Usually, it boils down to that issue. Um, in this case, the blockage of money. <laughs> mm-hmm. And in this case, the blockage of potential money that could be made from the vaccine and um, having people uh, vaccinated and healthcare as far as that's concerned. So, yeah, it, it doesn't strike me as too odd to have this happen, not just for the Haitian president, but I believe there was two others that, that were also killed. But two others that was killed in countries I have never heard of. Right. Two others that were killed in other countries I've never heard of. And also 
on the same page as the vaccine was concerned. So it's you're leaving a, a, a paper trail open for interpretation, whether it's intentional or not intentional. We're in a day and age where it's just like, <laughs> really? This is this is what we're doing nowadays. But, tell me about it. Tell me about it. I what mean, is- it, it, it like you said, it is it is something sad, sad to hear, um, sad to hear, and you don't expect that. No, you don't expect that. I mean, presidents, any type of president of any country, other than the countries that have political unrest where it's more militant. A militant situation where it's taken over in a guerrilla fashion mm-hmm. or taken over because the military wanted to take over in, in some type of dictatorship of of that kind. It's it's odd. It's odd in this day and age because everything is so um so mainstream. Mm-hmm. So mainstream and all eyes are everywhere and stuff like that. This is nothing that came out of the blue. I could see back in the day where we didn't have as much technology and cameras weren't on the street like that. So a move like that behind the scenes, it was shocking, but at the same time, as it was more expected. Right. It was more expected. Nowadays, it's just like, is that really happening? Right. Because this is something you would see on the movie screen. This is not something you would deem reality. It's like a movie plot. Like, well, why? Why did you do that? Like, this is the only the question that's missing from these scenarios. And we either have to play the uh, investigative reporter <laughs> mm-hmm. or submit to the media's uh, the media's information True. without seeking our own or whatever publication that people are subscribed to right now that gives people the, the information sort or unsort but that's what just my take on that but you know they the lot, lot you hear reports down there that they believe that it's, it was an inside job um the guys that they detained mm-hmm. it's kind of funny video shows they say that he was murdered at um 145 in the morning mm-hmm. but yeah the guys that they that they arrested they detained there's a video footage showing them going into the home at 245 a whole hour later so all these guys scapegoats or they actually did it you know i'm not here to um broadcast what my feelings are regarding the situation but one plus one is two right that's all i'm saying right so that's my take on that situation but my thing is that democracy does not work in every country it does not because of the because of how the people interpret it Mm-hmm. If they interpret it as if it's run for the people and run by the people, everyone believes they have a right to do say something and do something. <laughs> That's why you you see things you see, you see things in Haiti where you got gang you got gang gang um gang controlled neighborhoods, gang controlled um sections of Haiti now, because everybody believes they have a right to have a say in their country and they're gonna get their forces together to ensure their their views are are, are brought to the table. True. Now. You know, I know, I know the Haitian people. You know, I, I am, I have Haitian parents. Hmm. Haiti was was Haiti was good when you had a dictator, a strong arm, strong arm dictator. Now, I'm not advocating dictatorship, but 
there's certain countries that 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 is needed to, to hold the discipline of the country you know what i'm saying so democracy does not work for every country hell does democracy work in you in the united states as we speak right now hmm. i think about that also true you know what i'm saying so it, it just says and the reason why i say that say that is because i'm gonna it's gonna lead to my other question lead to my next question on the ticker that you guys see you know what i'm saying it's gonna lead to that because now you know we're, we're facing the possibility of military coming to our homes knocking on our, knocking on our doors to possibly inoculate us with the vaccine right so our now the country that was was uh made for home of the brave and land of the free now you're basically telling me that i must take the vaccine or else you know what I'm saying? We voted this president because we didn't like the last president. But truth be told, if this policy does continue, therefore, you know, come four years from now, I'm letting you guys know right now, my my, my vote will not be for this president. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't, you know what I'm saying? Now I'm going to show you, when you won one election because everyone hated the previous president. Right. And you know, I'm not playing devil's advocate here, but if, if the previous president did that same shit, oh, we gotta get him impeached. We gotta get him impeached. I'll get him out of it now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So what recourse do we have as citizens? We're no longer citizens of a country. We're just um how can I say this? Just uh proprietors of, of a land or, or a home that we own. We're not alone. We're no longer citizens. We're just proprietors. Is this the is this the, the America that you want? Yeah, that's that's what the people have to ask. And well, first we got to get to the to the the issue of people being sheep as opposed to being some type of leader, some type of force, uh, some type of in curious being that asks questions that is actually looking for answers you know what i'm saying we have to get to that point right stop believing everything everybody tells you stop believing that don't take my word for it i'm no expert don't take dom's word for it he's no expert you know what i'm saying do your due diligence and find out your information there's always a reference point you can go back to always there's something you can refer to to say well is that true weigh it out mm -hmm. see if it works for you you know what i'm saying if it if it fits your persona if it fits your moral values your moral compass and all of that and everything seems to subsiding in that then i guess that's your decision right. we can't say it's true mm -hmm. it's something that you feel is right so by all means do you that's what we we practice in in america as far as the the land of free under democracy mm -hmm. uh, we all have that right to uh have our own opinions and back those opinions it's almost like your, your favorite teams and and such like that um your patriotism as far as your team is concerned you're gonna back it 100 percent. whether whether right or wrong you're gonna you're gonna go behind it you know what I'm saying? You're gonna go behind it because that's your feeling. This is this is something true to me, so I'm gonna be true to it. 
Correct. Does it always work across the board as far as the government's concerned and everything like that? No, it doesn't. You win some, you lose some. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, everybody wants that same thing. <laughs> we want to go to the game. We want to watch a good game. We want to make sure everything is fair. Right. The the this the people in the stands want to want nice entertainment. They want to be fed. Mm -hmm. and, and at the end of the day, they want to they want to see a good competition unfold. Mm -hmm. All this extra stuff, like uh, uh, <laughs> the Tyson fight where this dude parachuted in the middle of the ring. Mm -hmm. We don't need that extra stuff. No, we don't need that extra stuff. It's stuff to get your attention off of the main thing that's going on there's a lot of distractions that's going on and people focus so much on the distraction they forget about what was over here originally a lot of switch switch bait and, and move your your attention to something else right. like 9 11 happened and i remember watching the tv and the newscasters actually getting good reports from the people, what they saw, they actually seen it on camera. Mm -hmm. How do we go from looking at what happened, getting the feedback from the people that were on ground, on site, to a whole narrative being switched to what people thought? I think I think that it's the propaganda, propaganda to control the masses. I mean... I understand de-escalation. Mm -hmm. Let's not get that twisted. I understand de-escalation, but there is a point where fact and fiction mm -hmm. don't need to be a part of that equation. Right. We don't have to sit there and, and flip a coin to be like, okay, I'm going to give you some facts on this and some fiction on this. So now we're, we're playing the role of a, a, a devil's advocate, uh, uh, lawyer, mm -hmm. I can't give you everything because I don't want what I'm saying not to be true, but I'm going to give you something that's going to make the statement true rather than false. Mm -hmm. That's a lawyer's bid. I don't care who you are. I didn't take the bar, but I understand it enough to know that's, that's the deal. Mm -hmm. True plus true equals false. <laughs> mm -hmm. False plus false can equal true. True plus false equals true. All of that mm -hmm. is there. It's how you put the wording together and everything. So when I say stuff like this that's happening, um, not just in this country and other countries and stuff like that, my first reaction is to be like, one, why? Number two, what led up to that? Number three, what's going on around that to make this possible? Of course, there's more things to add to that, but at the same part, this, this, these are the these are the things that stir curiosity. You know what I'm saying? You got to stir the curiosity in order to get the ball rolling for change to happen. For change to happen, you have to have more people in the seat willing to find out the information and actually right. seek it out. Right. Stop being accepted of what is just being told to you. Well, the president told me that, so everything's all good. No, that's not. That's not. The preacher 
at the church will tell you the same thing. Mm-hmm. Don't take my word for it. Study. Study to show thyself approved. Mm-hmm. I know people have heard that before. Whether they're church bodies or not church bodies, I know you heard it before. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that's said. I mean, that, that's my take, man. <laughs> that's my take on it. I don't mean to be too preachy on the situation, but I feel like a lot of the a lot of the current events that are happening now that we've talked about previously always resurface in a different uh, context. It, it, it resurfaces in a different context. We could talk about this subject. We could talk like we were talking about uh, what goes on in, in uh, a work environment. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no real difference. No, it's no a clash. Difference. It's a clash of a. Uh, it's clash of perspective. It's a clash of classism. It's a clash of race. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everything is put into some type of ism. <laughs> well, let me uh, let me put. Uh, I, I agree with you with your with your sentiment, but I, I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut it. I'm gonna cut. Go straight to the point. It, it's, it's, no, no. It's a ba- It's a battle. It's a battle of supremacy. It is, bottom line. But everybody has their classification within that supremacy. Of course, of course. And and some shine a little bit brighter than others. And it's it's not that they're better. It's just the way it was designed. It's not that they're better. It's not. It's nothing to do with that. It's just the way it's designed. You get a pass. You don't get a pass. You've seen it. We've lived it. Elementary school, we've lived it. No, you get back to the, you get to the end of the line. I was here first. Doesn't matter. Get to the end of the line. To the point, I remember this vividly, like it's yesterday. Mm-hmm. A Catholic school nun grabbed me by my ear. Mm-hmm. She grabbed me up by my ear, lifted me off the ground, mm-hmm. and drug me to the back of the line. I was here first, is what I told her. It doesn't matter. She grabbed me by my ear and put me to the back of that line. <laughs> my bad, guys. If you see my guys, I'm looking at the um the, the Phoenix Suns and Milwaukee Bucks game number four. The Phoenix is holding on to a one point lead right now. Sorry to interrupt <laughs> the podcast. I am watching the game, of course, while we're doing the podcast as I'm venting with Joey G. And another thing too, I'm gonna put it to you like this, brother. We both pay taxes to the government. Mm-hmm. Our tax dollars are now being used to make us take a va- uh, make, take a vaccine. Ah, uh, vax. This is this is this is what I'm talking about here. We, we, <coughs> we we're paying. Excuse me. And I'm not knocking anybody who took the vaccine. It's your decision, which is key. It's your decision, by the day. It's my decision whether I want to if I would like to take it, if I would like to take the vaccine or not. Just like it was your choice to choose whatever president you chose or didn't choose or didn't vote at all. It's your exactly. choice. Exactly. Now, instead of, if if that's not, you know, put my tax dollars, you, you're having the military go door to door to give somebody a vaccine to add, tell every people to have people take a vaccine. It's not proper use of my tax money that I'm invest, that I'm putting into the government. Once you have the military go door to door and make sure there's no police officers um, killing Missing people, right? That probably be a better use of the military. How about you stop sending military 
certain militaries of other countries on the fallacy of fight for our freedom when you're there to when they're pawns in your game. Right. How about that? Why you circumvent um, natural resources, but that's another story. How about that? You know what I'm saying? Use our military to protect the people. And you and you going to door to door and having people um, take take um, a vaccine that some people don't want or are not comfortable taking is an is an infringement of one person's right right to right to think right to this right to the right to decide. Mm-hmm. And you now and you now you're entering a situation where now this this government is no longer a democracy. It's starting to become a totalitarian government. True. An oligarchy, anarchy. In a, in the nicest way. True. We want to make sure we want to make sure protect um, you're protected from the virus. But the key is, you got you you got people on TV having commercials for the vaccine. I don't remember them having a commercial for measles, mumps, or rubella. Mm-hmm. I don't remember them having a commercial for polio vaccine. Or they, they do have a commercial for HPV. But um which they just started. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. So you're commercializing vaccine as a propaganda to make money. Is it really about people's safety? You know what I'm saying? Right. Maybe, maybe you need to find out how that you need to be honest and tell the Tell the American people the truth about how this virus was created and why was it why was it created? Hmm. Let's start from there. Let's get to the nitty-gritty. Let's get to the nitty-gritty. And over also lower my gas prices too. Let's get back to that. How about that? Because um number 45, my, my gas price was still under three dollars. Mm-hmm. And don't blame it on the pandemic either. That doesn't that doesn't count. No. You don't get a you don't get a pass on that. And I told and I told you guys, I told the, the watchers, the viewers of this podcast, when the new president and his vice president were voted in, I said congratulate them on their victory. However, you are on the clock and you could be removed the next four years as well if you right. don't do what you say you were gonna do for the people. Right. And what we have seen for the first seven months of this presidency. Is some for the people and some for the agenda. I believe it's 60%, 65% for the agenda and 35% for the people. That needs to change. You know, and it just based on uh, our lifespan in the political game, watching it, mm-hmm. um, there's always a give and take. Regardless of what president we've had, it's always a give and take. We may have had a president we disagreed with, and he may not have had the policies ready for this term and the or the two terms that he rolled in. But the next president came along, there was something from that first term or from that from that other president's term that carried over into the new president's term that they overturned or made something happen for the people. And I always say that it's almost like Uh, that father that wasn't there mm-hmm. that comes comes and sees his child for, for the first time and, and gives them a gift that they've wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I wasn't here, but I'm going to give you this gift. 
when the, when the presence or the presence of the father meant more than the present itself. Mm-hmm. What we need is a president that is present. We need for the people. We need that. Mm-hmm. We don't need gifts. No. We don't need the gifts. We need the the, the presence of a president that's actually going to put in that work. Now you got, I understand, we watched Obama in office. We watched him get blocked. We watched all the people that were progressive get blocked. It's a political game. You're going to have to find a way around it. You've worked in politics for who knows how long. There's a way around it. You have to figure that out. That's not my game to figure out. That's yours. That we. That's why we put you in that position to try to figure these things out. You have advisors and things of that nature to make things happen behind the scenes. If the mob can make stuff move from the street all the way up to the political realm, when they were in charge of stuff, the way it was going in this country, and still have an effect to a degree, don't give me that bullshit as far as you, your hands are tied, as far as Congress is concerned, or the House of Representatives. Don't give me that bullshit. Because everything it took for them to get into those positions it was a cat and mouse game to get to that point. It was. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And it, it starts at, at your local your local uh, uh, statesman level. When you're talking about a lawyer going up the ranks as far as uh, DA and all of that, going through the stages, ranking. It's ranking. You, you can make stuff happen. You just have to be inventive and creative to do it. What, what, what it is is that in this political game, what, we, what, we, what we're seeing here is now the politicians are lobbying for their agenda, not lobbying for the people. True. So, so when you're not doing that, what what is the use of you being in office? You're not going to lobby for me. And it doesn't matter who you voted. You could vote this one, then this one out for not lobbying for you. Next one you vote is going to do the same shit. Just, yeah. it, it's just a, a power play. And, you know, the people don't want to see a power play. We want to, we want, we want change. You know what I'm saying? The, our, our freaking dollars, uh, the dollar bill is, 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 doesn't even matter anymore. No. To be honest with you, no, it hasn't for a minute. You know what I'm saying? We keep yes. pushing it, though. Gas prices are going up to the umpteenth level. You know what I'm saying? Food is going up. But if you speak to some people, they say they'll say they're blaming on, 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 on population. No, it's not population. It's just a fact. It's just a fact of greed. True. Inflation is, is a byproduct of greed. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So you're not allowing the, the, the simple man who's working a nine-to-five, who tries to um, build his own business, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to, to get himself in a position to outpace that inflation. You try to find ways to keep him down, keep him in that nine-to-five, the shitty-ass nine-to-five or the shitty-ass 7 to 3, 3, 11, 3 to 11, 11 to P, AM, 7 AM bullshit, or you work for a fucking boss who don't fucking like you because of your skin color, mm-hmm. or don't like you because they don't like the way to fucking work. I'm saying part of my language on this damn shit. 
I'm just telling you straight up. Straight up. I'm hitting straight up. Tell you straight facts. They want to keep you down and keep you on that on that chessboard. They said you said you being at the said you see that sitting at the sitting at the seat and play that chessboard yourself. Because we're not we're not a part of that game. But we're then, not a part. Of, we're not. A, we're not those pieces on the board. I should say we're not those pieces on the board. Not those important pieces that they consider. But keep. Board. But keep in mind. Keep in mind when 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 we when we become a piece of the board we, and we want to be at the seat playing the chess game. How many times they try to sound? How many times they go out of their way to try to silence you? Remember, this happened a week ago mm-hmm. in my parents' country. True. Remember that. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn if people want to speculate or say, "Oh, that's not true," or something or another. That president told the powers that be, or whatever powers that be, said, "Listen, I I don't want that vaccine in my country. We go do it the natural way." Right. Because it was working. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When you're when when you when you're the so-called poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, right. and you have the lowest COVID rates in the entire hemisphere, right. you must be doing something right. Right. That just that's common sense. Uh, we we're not going to touch it. We're going to leave it as is. We're doing good right now. <laughs> we'll leave it alone. Listen. Now you're going to induce uh, political dis- p- political instability. To raise the COVID rates in a country that does not need those rates to go up. True. I'm not saying that's the defining reason why the the president was taken out. Is various reasons. Another reason too that he didn't want to step down when he's supposed to. That's another reason too. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't take one reason to get somebody taken out. It takes several reasons to get them taken out. It's up to you to pick and choose which one. So that is my take on that situation. You know what I'm saying? So I want to ask the the viewers, as we've been thinking, we we talk about the dollar getting low and stuff like that and things like that. How is everybody doing with their finances? How everybody's doing with their lifestyle? Do you like where you work? What do you you like most about working at your job? What do you least like about working at your job? If anybody would have come on the podcast and talk to us about it, we would love to listen. You know what I'm saying? Because working working for somebody can it can be easy, it can be very difficult at the same time. It can be. Because we all have opinions, we all have a mindset how we want to do things. When the mindset does not fit the powers that be, you are a problem. You are the asshole. <laughs> You're difficult to work with. Right. All I have is different opinion of how I would like to work, mm-hmm. how to get a task done. That's only the different. That's only that's the truest and honest reason why people disagree in the, disagree in the, in the workplace. You want me to work this way? But I want to work this way. That's why I feel my way is more efficient. The problem is that when you work when you work in a workplace, they don't want efficiency. They want you to sweat your balls off, kill yourself, so you can't enjoy your life when you, when you step when you clock out. Mm-hmm. That leads you to vice like alcoholism and, and drug abuse. True. You know what I'm saying? So that's the, that's the only uh the only outlet that 
that you have and not for nothing it's generational mm -hmm. the slaves the slave that worked on the field all they had was the jute joints mm -hmm. that's all they had to go back to if they 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 drank or anything like that that's all they had the music mm -hmm. the music the drinking being with their partners mm -hmm. that was it the little time that they had with their family, if they were allowed or allotted those times, mm -hmm. it carries over. It's the same thing. The plantation is pretty much your job. You're nine to five. Mm -hmm. Stuck in that same cycle. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? How, how I'm going to put food on the table. How I'm going to keep this roof over my head. How am I going to get to work? How am I going to pay all these bills? How am I over and over again, you mm -hmm. chase the carrot. You get up, you go to work, you come home, you eat, you go to sleep, you do it again. Mm -hmm. There's no time for you to to plan for time for your children, for time for your vacation, or time for savings so you can get ahead. Mm -hmm. So you can get ahead and, and, and grow. Mm -hmm. Or even even uh, challenging yourself to step your education game up mm -hmm. in the midst of all that. Sometimes yep. that has to be put put on pause just to keep everything going the way it's supposed to. Uh, let me interject to you about the education portion of that. That's true. We need to educate ourselves, but we have to educate ourselves correctly. Mm -hmm. Not in books. We got to find ways to um, grow to save our money how do we how do we how to leave a legacy for our children's children and for our children's children and our children's children's children after that mm -hmm. we gotta learn we gotta educate ourselves on how to do that financial what you're talking about is financial literacy financial literacy of course you got to have that education mm -hmm. and sitting there and sitting there and when someone's trying to explain that to you you say it's a scam or the numbers don't make no sense I'm sorry to say, you're not really interested in your legacy. You're just really interested in your goddamn self. All right, this is this is what I'm going to say. I'm not going to I'm not going to disagree with what you're saying. I'm just going to say it in a different way. Mm -hmm. What people don't get is they were taught: you go to work, you get money, you save, and you keep doing that until you get to a certain number. That's the way we were taught. What you're saying is, I want you to get that money, but I want you to make that, I want that money to work for you. Right. We're going to put it here. We're going to put it here. We're going to put it here. And that money is going to make, is going to work for you. So when you go to sleep, it's going to grow. Not, 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 only, not, not only does it grow, the most important thing, how about you being your own bank? That's that's that's. How about that's, that? It, it 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 has been a uh, I won't say a struggle, but it's been a little while before I was able to convert my mind into how that worked till I seen seen it happen, seen the process. Mm -hmm. As I'm looking at the process, I could see how one into the other. 
Now, if I took this information that I had now and we mm -hmm. go back to just out of high school and maybe when I came back from the military, mm -hmm. right now, right now, mm -hmm. <laughs> we'd be in the studio. <laughs> No, fuck that. We, we not only not only would we be in the studio, we would have we would be having our own station, own network. Yeah, we would be in the studio. We'd be doing our thing. But I, my my idea of a studio is pretty much network building. Um, but we're not we're not renting a space in the building. We own the building. Right, we own the building. But that's that's what people don't think. And I think that we're sold the dream of working into the machine as far as. No, I want to own that. No, no I want to own the machine. I want I want to own the machine and put the people in there so I can get that money. Right. But we ain't going to do it in that fashion. See, the 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 way I think I'm I'm speaking for myself at this point. The way I think is if I own the business, everybody's going to eat. Right. As long as you contribute. Exactly. If you contribute to the business and you're putting in that work, I'm going to make sure your family eats. Not just you, your family's going to eat. And your family's family is going to eat. Trust me when I tell you that. Anybody that knows me and anybody that's been around me when I was younger and I had it like that, yeah, you're going to eat. And I ain't even going to think twice about it. So I'm not going to think twice about it because it's a part of it. It's part of growing up. What I'm, what I'm going to use it for. We come into this world with nothing. We're going to leave with nothing. Our legacies is the only thing that we leave behind. And I want my legacy or our legacy to be something that we can give on to our children and keep keep the ball rolling. Yo, pass that. Mm -hmm. Pass that. You know, just like the relays. Mm -hmm. Nipsey Hussle said it's a marathon. Yes, yeah, a marathon. You got to pass the baton. Mm hmm. Eventually, you're gonna to have to pass the baton. True. But let me let me explain something to you, brother. You know, we put our money into banks, right? Okay. Now, we put our money, we put hard on money, we save our money in the bank, and um, our money is going at basically under one percent. Mm -hmm. Now the money that we put into the bank has been used to provide loans to other people, right? Whether it's mortgages, car loans, personal loans, business loans. Now the money that we're growing that we put into the bank that grows at one percent. Now the bank is taking that and giving them as loans to other people, and charge and depending on their credit worthiness, they charge them could be charged up to thirty percent for that. Basically under one percent. Now the money that we put into the bank is. I got you. Yeah. So does that make sense? No, it doesn't. So how, how can you how can you change that mindset? What you have to what you gotta do is speak to somebody, talk to somebody, just have a general conversation with somebody. <laughs> you know, who can show you the value in being your own bank. And show you the solution how to make that happen. You say, educate you. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna show you it. I'm just gonna educate on you, and you make your decision on, on, about that. You feel me? And you, you just the most important thing is that you know, 
we want, like you said, bro, you said everyone, you want to make sure everyone eats. But how yeah. do everyone, how do everyone eats? They have to have the knowledge in order to do it. Jesus, Jesus wasn't, <laughs> Jesus wasn't rich, but he was smart enough to know how to divide and make and provide. Mm -hmm. So in this, in this instance, we'll take that as a, a as a example of what you're talking about. We give them knowledge in order for them to divide it and provide. Not for them, just their family, but those coming after. A little bit goes a long way. A little bit goes a long way. And people need this information in order to change your mindset and grow insight on financial stability and and have a little bit more a better understanding of how that works trust me financial literacy is very important mm -hmm. there's a whole side that you don't know about and I, i'm telling you business side <laughs> business side is a whole new world we could talk about politics all day but when it comes down to the money the money side and understanding how the money works from a business standpoint and then personal, like looking from a business standpoint and then looking at personal credit, you'll be scratching your head. You'll be scratching your head. But having the knowledge is key to making that turnover happen. Making the turnover happen and doing what I said earlier as far as making that money work for you because that's eventually that's what you want to do. When you lay your head on the pillow, you want that money to be working for you. So when you wake up and you look at that bank account, you're looking like, oh, I could chill at retirement. I don't have to worry about anything. I could chill because I know my children are going to be set if they want to go to college or whatever they want to do after. The money's there to do that. I get hurt on the job. I don't have to worry about money coming. I have money that I could chill with for a little while until I get better. My parents, nobody has to worry about that. If I pass away, my family doesn't have to worry about anything because it's already taken care of. Because my money is sitting there where it needs to be. They don't have to look for it. They don't have to ask people. I don't need a GoFundMe page to go find the money. We don't need none of that because we have it because we had the literacy exactly. and that's what we want to get to. But let me, let me explain some to you. Um, let me speak it I had a train of thought. I, I hate that. I'm getting old. I hate when I have a train of thought. I forget about that shit. But the most important thing is, is that yes, we need literacy, but how do you apply it where you could, you 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 gain you gain education and you apply it to yourself and it educate people on the same so you apply it to their own situations. You know what I'm saying? It takes sometimes it takes someone to be hit rock bottom to realize to change their mindset. Like oh shit, I got to change my mindset. You know what I'm saying? It takes that. You know what I'm saying? So um, the one thing I want I want to mention I, I came back to my mind is I heard so I was on um I was listening, I was on Clubhouse. Anybody who knows about Clubhouse is a great app. You get to learn from a lot of people, Greg Cardone and, and um, 
Hannibal about the credit and all that stuff. You learn a lot from going being on Clubhouse. And I was in this in this room called the Master Class. I forgot the name of the Master Class. And they one person said something on that podcast on that um not a podcast on that um Master Class that 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 made me understood fully what I was doing wrong in my business. You know mm. what I'm saying? Um, basically, is I was concerned about how to how to sell what I'm selling. But it doesn't matter how you sell it. It's how the person that you're selling to interprets it. Right. They got to receive it. You got to be able to, um, you got to present the way that their interpretation is not negative and that they got to turn their interpretation to something that can be receptive, something that they could use, like provide value to what you're providing. Right. You know what I'm saying? And But then again, you got some people who are in this world that doesn't matter what you say. They're going to interpret it as a scam, and they're going to interpret it and tell you that numbers don't make no sense. Meanwhile, they're in the negative in their account. <laughs> so you just got to figure out, you know, one, how to how to bring the, the value to them, make sure that they, they, they understand the value of it. And second of all, Try to work with people who, who are willing to open be open-minded and listen to the value that you're bringing to their life. Yeah. You know that, it usually it usually starts at that point if they're they're willing to uh, if they're willing to listen mm -hmm. and they're open to uh, new ventures. Then mm -hmm. that's that's a great place to start. Mm -hmm. Those that are closed-minded are always going to stay in the same position because it's comfortable to them, mm -hmm. not because they they're closed-minded to the situation not all of them are closed-minded to the situation just comfortable to keep doing what i'm doing it's working for me so so i feel it's working for me i just maybe i have to work a little bit harder maybe i have to work a little bit more hours in order to get to the next stage maybe i'm not there yet or maybe i have to switch a job or something like that to get to the next stage or maybe i'm not in the position i need to be in my job in order for that financial freedom that you're talking about to hit me now that's that mindset the only reason i i'm talking about that is because me and wife, me and my wife we were talking and we start started to understand why people are stuck in the positions they are mm -hmm. because it's comfortable mm -hmm. i know this life i know how to work around even though i may not have food on my table all the time when i need it but i know how to work around that to make it happen you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying they get comfortable in those situations where it's so comfortable to them they don't want to move outside that box you have to step outside that box in order for that to have the progression that you're looking for ultimately it comes down to that personal death the death of one person to be reborn into another person to start over that thought process not physical death just a thought process mm -hmm. that death has to happen to occur for a rebirth to happen in order for you to move on into something transition to something else you know you know you know uh, that's a beautiful thing that you just mentioned but I'll, I'll give you a great example of what you said the dark night the dark night rises mm -hmm. remember that movie mm -hmm. Remember when when um when Batman first fought Bane, mm -hmm. he said, "You Bane asked Batman, what I'm what I'm gonna break first, your spirit or your body?" Right. Because Batman was so used to winning. Right. So he didn't know what it, he didn't 
he didn't know what it was like to lose. Right. And when he understood that, understand the losing part of the aspect, he did he did he work harder, or he had to make, or he got real uncomfortable. He was put right. in a position where he was uncomfortable by being in those pits. We had to jump from one right. ledge to the other to get out of that jail. Right. He kept trying. He kept trying. He failed, and finally, the understanding in his mind was he had to change his mindset. Mm -hmm. He got over his broken back. He got changed his mindset, mm -hmm. and then he finally um, accomplished, got over the hump, and he was mm -hmm. able to come back to Gotham and beat Bane, something like that. Right. That's kind of like the comparison th that I draw from, and that's the whole reason why the movie's called Dark Knight Rises. It comes to a point you gotta be in a you gotta be in a, in a position of uncomfortability to in order to rise. Yes. If, you're, if you're comfortable, you are, you are not going to rise. Because no. there's, no, there's no need to. There isn't. There isn't a reason to. Everything is comfortable. Everything's here. It's accessible. And I know where to go to get whatever I need in this sphere of things. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to work outside of that box. I don't know if I'm comfortable dealing with those type of people. I don't know if I belong in that environment. I don't know if that environment suited for me. Like, there's so many excuses you could come up with. It's ridiculous. Hell, hell, the last presidency alone will discourage a lot of people for even trying to reach to that plethora of <laughs> of things available. You know what I'm saying? Do I really want to touch into that sphere? How will others look at me? You know, <laughs> there's a lot of different things that run along to the parallel to what um, I'm trying to make my point to, but mm -hmm. there's so many excuses to keep you from the progression. It's ridiculous. Um, it's ridiculous. And it's well, another thing that I'm going to say that adds to that is the racial self-bashing. Mm -hmm. The racial self-bashing of people uh, bettering themselves and getting into to better positions and those not in the same financial class mm -hmm. looking down upon that situation like you got to the next level that should be like yo good job you know what i'm saying yo i hope to get there whatever the case may be show me how you did that it should be one of those situations like not must be nice mm -hmm. the haterade oh. the haterade oh. comes you think you think you're better now because you did what, because you see me when I was down and out? You see me when I was down and out, so now we're going to make judgment on that? Now you're going to throw stones? Mm -hmm. Now we're going to throw stones. Okay. Or we're going to forget about the times that we rode together on the same same plane, turn mm -hmm. around and be a different face. Mm -hmm. mm. That, that's new to me because I still recognize I'm still wearing my glasses. There ain't nothing changed about me. You can see me from top to bottom. And nothing changed. The mindset is still the same. Just because you took your glasses off don't mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> change your name, change your face, all that. Don't stop. Stop it. Same person at heart. Same. I know that. Same person at heart. All we're trying to do is better each other. This man's been in my corner for a minute now. My brother. He's been in my corner for a minute now. 
His family's been in my corner for a minute now, and they changed my mindset. They changed my mindset. Yeah, I was looking at uh, a narrow road for a minute, but they changed my mindset. In changing my mindset, things started to happen for me because I was willing to change and listen to that advice and try different things. Had I not, I'd probably be on a, the same path that I was before, but I've progressed because I've listened to the advice given to me and I changed my mindset as far as not being so closed minded. Now, also another part of that is getting out of the circles that you're in. Not everybody around you is cheering for you, bro. Not everybody is not everybody is like, yo, I hope that guy gets it. They're not. They're not. I could go back right now. Right now, if I went back to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. If I went back to Jacksonville, those that I thought were what, what what we would call the day ones are not there. They're not there right now because I'm in a different place than I was then. So now it's like you're unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. Going back is just like, oh, he just want to rub it in our face because he get into the. Bro, I'm not. I didn't change my mindset. My mindset has not changed. Like, yo, I consider you family. We went through struggles. We were going through the same things. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing changed. We, we seen the same things happen. We experienced the same traumas. True. But that's just people. You know what I'm saying? We have a different uh, a different way of thinking. We grew up differently. Um, and our different loyalties. Yeah, absolutely. Different and loyalties and, and maturity level. You know what I'm saying? Me, me and Brother Dom, we about we about close to the same age. We grew up together and everything like that. So our our maturity level and our, our growth that has happened as at a different level than anybody else I met. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So in that, in that we have different uh, trains of thoughts and thinking. On that note, yeah. No, you're good. But on, on that, that note, we, we're going we're gonna to take a little break, guys. We're going to continue on with this conversation in about a few minutes. We're going to take a little break here. But now as... So it's a, it's a segue to toxicity. Toxicity in our lives. In our lives, whether it's family, whether it's your friends, we're gonna get into that in about a few seconds. So enjoy the little interlude, and we'll be back in about two minutes. <laughs>
And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, of a little interlude as Joey G was just starting us off on the next subject of venting with Joey G, which is toxicity. I want to be honest with you guys. I was getting ready to cut off that podcast after the album when Joey G, my brother, brought in the toxicity of of fam, of um, Frank Cole's friends, fan members. I was like, you know what? I can go on for another half hour or an hour in regards to that. And um, it's something that's very real because you know, you know, whether it's family, your closest friends, can, they could be a very big detriment on your progress. Not because they don't want you. Sometimes it's not because they don't want you to succeed. It's just that mindset kind of get, gets into your way. And, and the thing is that they get into this situation. Where I, and I was watching um, Judge Joe Brown on Kobe Brown's podcast, and it's the, it's, it's like the, the mentality of the mob rules. You get everyone sticking the same exact way to go against you, and now you're the you're the bad guy, you're the enemy, or you're the odd cog in the whole situation. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's toxicity. It's okay to be different. It's okay to do some do something else. It's okay. The problem is, is that you, whether it's a family or a friend, you got a certain click, click. Mm-hmm. That has the same mindset who don't see the value of what you're trying to do. No. Because it doesn't suit their purpose. And again, we it, this is everything I, we spoke about this earlier in the the, the part one of um, Joey venting with Joey G once again, the name of the episode. And uh, we talk about the battle for supremacy. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And when people battle for supremacy, it has everything to do with ego. Everything to do with ego. And I learned, you know, you learn a lot of things. You listen to people and watch the shows. And one thing I learned, you know, I love Game of Thrones. But one thing that Drew and Mama told Jon Snow is, you want to lead someday? You got to learn how to follow. You can't lead people if you're not willing to follow. Right. So... That in itself is why when people have clicks and you got toxicity in the family member toxicity amongst family members, they don't want to see you succeed, and this, that, and the other, and they claim they're leaders, they want to act like they're leaders, but they don't know the half about what, what a leader is about. You know what I'm saying? I grew I grew up, I was raised by a leader. I was raised by two leaders. You know, but the most important thing is that I, I come from their, I come from their from their conjoining DNA. And the most important thing about the both of them is that they had to, they knew, they understood the, the value of following first. Right. You follow to educate yourself, to learn, to soak in the previous hierarchy's mistakes, and then learning how to avoid those same mistakes as, as you grow to become that leader. You know what I'm saying? So, what do you think about this, Joe? Um, Speaking from uh, a military standpoint, because I, I was uh, trained in the military, mm-hmm. at first I didn't understand it, the the following aspect of it. I didn't understand the following aspect of it. But like you said earlier, as far as you got to learn to follow in order to be able to lead, you got to look at the situation from the back of the line to understand what's going on up front. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you're watching, you're observing, 
oh, this could have been done better um, if I was in those positions. But being that they are in those positions, what did what steps were taken in order for them to get to that position? Mm-hmm. I can't just skip to the front of the line and think that everything is going to be okay because my mindset is not maybe on the uh, that level because I'm not thinking of the next person. I'm thinking of myself mm-hmm. in that in that position. You got to go from thinking about self to being selfless. Mm-hmm. And once you're in a selfless position, now you're thinking for a common goal, a common uh, uh, something common that we're both striving for. Mm-hmm. We're all striving for for one thing, but that goal inevitably is what makes leaders great. Like you can make the people that are following behind you see what you're seeing. They can see your vision because you know how to show it. And they're willing to follow you because everybody's on that same page. If you're not on the same page, nobody's going to follow you. No. Ain't nobody going to follow you. Um, I speak, sometimes I speak about when I worked at um, FSBS uh, in um, Jacksonville. Leadership was, was cool. It was young. It was uh, it was innovative. Uh, the uh, direction that everybody was going was was great, but leadership wise, it lacked visions at times because it became a personal thing rather than a team. Uh, excuse me, as far as a business thing, it wasn't a business thing not all the time. It it, it became more of an uh, a personal thing or or, or emotional thing. And when it comes down to business, emotion has nothing to do with it. The goal, the goal, the goal is to progress. The mm-hmm. goal is to get money. The goal is to have people back you even when you don't have the money because they believe in what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Don't down people in those positions. Don't don't uh, make them uh, feel less than when at times it's just a position where is voluntary. Mm-hmm. You have people following you. If you have people following you in a voluntary status and they believed in what you were doing, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to down those people when when you're in a leadership position, that's not a strength of a good leader. No. Uh, I, I in those positions, I I was. Uh, those ahead of me, they got mad because I was relatable to those around me. I didn't let those things of status influence the way that I thought and how I run things. All I knew, it had to be fair across the board. We're going to make it work so that everybody is uh, on the same page. If I have to put in that extra work, then so be it. So be it. It's for the greater good, the greater cause, or the greater good. <laughs> he said, uh, we were talking about Game of, Th- made a Game of Thrones reference. It's for the mm-hmm. greater good. Right. <laughs> for the king well, of the north. <laughs> you know, but most, most importantly, bro, is it, it, just a, the thing, once again, is what, what, we get, what gets muddled in the game of, of um, leadership is supremacy. The need to be supreme. Mm-hmm. 
the true leader does not need to be supreme. The true leader knows how to delegate and manage people's personalities. Because, you know, dealing with people, you don't deal with a whole lot of different personalities. And a great leader knows how to navigate through everyone's personality. You know what I'm saying? It's not about, you know, oh, he's just doing this because this, this. He thinks he's better than me. No, I've never said I was better than anybody else in my life. Even even when I was in my arrogant stage in my life in my early 20s, I never came out of my face that I was better than you. You know what I'm saying? True. I showed you that I, if you want me, you want me to go in there and have a competition, get to a, a straight competition with you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody, you know, I, we we had an age now, brother. We we in our forties, and we and we if we can't come together, form Voltron to make this money, I'm bad. Yeah, make this money, make this money grow up. You know what I'm saying? Then what what are we doing? That's the, that, that's that's how people separate. That's how close family members go off in different directions because they don't want to say they don't see the value of the each family member that brings to the table. Again, I'm gonna repeat. I'm gonna keep repeating this until the until the end of this podcast. It's all about supremacy. And those mindsets. It's not. Uh, I'm. I'm not. You know me, bro. For over thirty years, I've never been the one who wants to uh, be supreme. Right. You know what I'm saying. My parents. They were. You know. They weren't about supremacy. But then. Right. But on the surface. And as business is being conducted, you knew they were the, the supreme. You know what I'm saying? Nobody challenges that position. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no one is dumb enough to go challenge that position. Say they are the supreme. They're the they're the when you build the when you build the foundation of the house, you cannot be questioned. Right. You know, if you question the people that build the foundation, you're just foolish. Right. So there's a lot to jeopardize in that position. You can get knocked off. You can they can just they set the foundation. They can just knock you off the, the knock you off the um. You could be a beam that can be replaced. Definitely. <laughs> so, as we're doing that, what do you think about that, Joey G? I mean, if you don't mess with a structure, no. <laughs> you don't mess with a structure. The foundation is already set. You leave the set. You leave the foundation alone. The foundation, if the foundation's already built, you could always build on top of that. Making another foundation requires you to have the knowledge in order for you to do that. If you don't have that knowledge, the house is going to crumble. It's going to fall. It's going to fade over time. And the position that you were looking for as far as being a leader is, is going to be non-existence. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have the, um, the, right, the right foundation to begin with, there's, there's not really, really to build on, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. So I understand exactly what you're saying. And I've seen this many different scenarios. Um, and some people are just not made to lead. They're made to follow. They're just, they're just be- better followers. But here's where it gets tricky. You got to learn who to follow. Learn who to follow. Because a lot of people mm-hmm. are leading you down paths that you don't need to go to. No. Don't let somebody take the reins that is going to lead you down a rickety road that you shouldn't have been on in the first place. 
especially when you when you when especially when you going going to that going to the big house for them. <laughs> I've seen a lot of that. I've seen a lot of that happen growing mm -hmm. up, in on the block or whatever. You know, we both do seen that shit out. You know, some of our friends took falls for other people. Bro, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now. Had I been more of a leader, this half of the stuff that I've been through in my life, I don't think I would have been through because I would have took the initiative to go the other way. Mm -hmm. Nah, I'm good. See, I was more in the in the stage of being a follower, but a blind follower, and it led me down paths I shouldn't have gone. Because my in my arrogance, I could get into any situation. Mm -hmm. In my arrogance, because I was younger, mm -hmm. in my arrogance, I I rolled down those things. Well, I wanted a little bit of hard life anyway, so let's get it. Let's see mm -hmm. what see what this is about. Get this experience. Get it in there. But it's not the road I should have been down because there's a lot of wasted time that happened because of those things. Because of that choice process, there was a lot of things that were delayed in my life. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm glad. Things have turned around. I'm glad that I'm able to understand those situations and um, speak on them so I can inform other people on how to walk a different path. But understanding it now, it was necessary for me to make an evolution. We talked mm -hmm. about that a little bit in the last podcast as far as that death had to happen before I had that change of mindset. Mm -hmm. That mindset had to happen. Ain't nobody get to the year of 30 in their life and be like, yo, what just happened? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what just happened? I'm not supposed to be here. Like, what got me here? Oh, because you were following blindly, you got to this position. You allowed others to dictate where you were going in your life, so you were sitting here right now because you decided that you weren't going to take charge and go the necessary route. This is why we're here. You know what I'm saying? Reflectively, I can look back and see why certain things happened in that aspect. And speaking on leadership and everything like that, it shouldn't have happened. We, we've talked. I've talked to a lot of different people over time. You know what I'm saying? I should be some form of leader in some aspect, whether it be in the job aspect, sphere, some type of supervisor, or just maybe uh, a reach out uh, brother in, in, in one of the communities, mm -hmm. dealing with children or something like that, outreach program, something like that. That, that should have been more my direction in life, but it is what it is right now. Um, we get to a certain position where we realize the faults and we have to teach them. Mm -hmm. We have to teach where not to go, where you should strive to, but it all boils down to the same thing. First, you, first you follow, mm -hmm. you observe, you question all while understanding the role that's in front of you, how you would do it differently, and the steps it's necessary in order for you to get into that position. 
but that first role is very major. You have to follow. But no, you don't follow a fool. Do not follow a fool. True. True. Well said, my brother. Well said, my brother. And before before we end end the podcast, is one last question I want to ask to the people out there. Um, I'm going to ask for ask it in the first part of the podcast. Venting with Joey G once again. <laughs> now, I'm going to go. I'm going to go even beyond the vaccine aspect Ooh, of this question. Man, it's vaccines. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go even beyond that. How do you plan to replace your income if your job, one, mandates you to take the vaccine and you refuse? Two, how do you plan to replace your income and, God forbid, you're unable to do your activities in your job? You get stuck in a situation where you have to go on workers' comp where the right. money that you are, are you were once making that at your job is diminished to whatever percentage they give you at that workers' comp or whatever they give you in disability. Joey, you could speak on it because you've been, on, you've been there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, different. how difficult was it for you to be on disability um, during that time? All, first of all, any any position that you're in and you're waiting on somebody else to give you mm-hmm. anything is a bad position to be in. True. Another person shouldn't dictate how you get your money. No. And uh, we were also talking about that in the last podcast as far as financial literacy, but this I'll say financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, financial freedom is basically having your own money mm-hmm. and utilizing it however you see fit while it's working for you. Right. So in my position, as far as being on workman's comp, I had to rely on the fact that my job was going to cooperate and provide me with the monies that were, I won't say dictated, were um, mandated mm-hmm. my percentage because of my disability at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, now we go down the slippery slope of, well, you have to go through this hoop and you have to go through that hoop and we have to double check that. and. <laughs> all these extra things to make this happen. That's a circus. And for those people that don't understand the work miss comp, I'll break it down for you. It's kind of like those people on welfare. You have a certain criteria you have to meet in order for you to get uh, welfare, food stamps, anything with public assistance of that nature. Um, in, in that program, you may get that public assistance they may give you that money or a set amount that you're supposed to receive a month, but you also have to go through hoops. You also have to go through hoops because you have to make your appointments. They're going to give you the car fare necessary to make these appointments. And if you don't, then we're going to cut that. We're going to pull it back. You're going to have to wait an extra month to get that. Yeah, you may get it back, but in the meantime, you have to figure all that other stuff out. So that means probably going to a pantry, your, your local church that may or may not give food out on a regular basis, maybe once a month, maybe every two weeks, maybe just once once a month, if that. So you have to go through all these hoops just because you're relying on somebody else to give you 
something that you could probably get on your own. Some people are comfortable with that position. Facts. Some people are comfortable with that position. I know this system. I know how to work it. I know that I may have this and I could also go for housing and I might get Section 8. I might get uh, housing assistance or something like that and pay something ridiculous as mm -hmm. far as like 10 bucks a month or something like that. And that's, that's an extreme exaggeration. Don't quote me on that. But trust me, when you when you hear some of the numbers, you're like, what? Mm -hmm. You're paying what a month? Oh, don't get it twisted. See, the, the, when, you, when you have those type of situations, not everybody in your family is going to be invited to the new place that you're going to. <laughs> don't get it twisted because they have people who investigate and come to your house and make sure that no extras are there. Oh, absolutely. Because you opened the doors for that when you asked when you asked for the handout. When you put your hand out and you said you wanted something, somebody was there and be like, okay, but you're gonna have to do this, 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 and this. And for those fathers, for those who are present and for those who are not present in the situation, this is where uh child support comes into play. Because mm. if your um, child's parent is asking for money. I'm mm -hmm. going to say child's parent because his father's on are on child support and his mother's on child support. So we're going to say when the child's parent is going for some type of public assistance, the first thing an officer of public assistance is going to ask is, well, where's your other partner? Right. Why aren't they contributing to the situation? This is something I'm going to have to jot down. This is something we're going to have to get from them. Mm -hmm. Now, for those smart people who decide they want to put their baby mamas or baby fathers on child support, let me let me school you on something. You will never see the full amount. Mm -hmm. Never. You will never see the full amount. Because you are an idiot and didn't and then make some type of an arrangement with the court number one it's either you make an arrangement with the court with your other your other uh i'll say partner in crime because <laughs> it took two uh if you didn't make some type of arrangement together as far as how to do that with your child then when it comes down to the court system it's either the court's gonna slam you or if you went through public assistance, you can forget about it. They're taking a good percentage of that. And Absolutely. the rest of it, good luck Good luck finding that in the system. Mm. And good luck if your child receives that by the time they eat, by the time they reach the age of 23. Wow. What you doing, I bro? I say 23 because I, I believe that's the cut. The cut off when they be like, okay, you're done. You're independent now. This is the check. The last you're gonna get, and that's it. Doesn't mean they're getting the full amount either. But I, I you know, the, uh, before before we end the podcast, bro, I thought the the, the cutoff is 18. It's not 23. Now, if they're going to school, mm, okay. If they're going to school, is it, it depends on the state you're in. Mm -hmm. If they're going to school or whatever the case may be, but it, it varies from state to state. Um. 
I know that independent living happens after the age of 23. And that's if you're a ward of the state. If you're a ward of the state, you're going to get cut a check and they're going to let you go. You know what, bro? This is a, this is a perfect segue to our child support episode part number two that we got to do sometime next week, my brother. That's, that's a big segue into that. We remember we told people that we want to talk about this for the second time, part two to it. Let, let me let me show you something real quick. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just skim over it real quick because mm-hmm. I can't really show show show. This right mm-hmm. here, this document that I have in my hand mm-hmm. is a check from child support to myself because I overpaid. I overpaid. Mm-hmm. Now, very rare. There's one of two checks to happen. One was a hilarious amount. Talking about pack of cigarettes. <laughs> Y'all could have kept that. Um, the other amount is not too too far fetched. Mm-hmm. But it was just my case in point that those who are paying should not be penalized. Mm-hmm. You're paying. You shouldn't be penalized. It's not my fault. Uh, uh, games were played in the system and things of that nature. It's not my fault for that. Listen, I'm trying to do what I got to do, regardless of what state I'm in. Give me my time so I can make that happen. Period. Um, it's a father's duty or it's a parent's duty to sit there and support their child. There's no excuse for that. No excuses can be made. If you if you made a child in this world, you should be able to support them in some form or fashion. Whether that's being in their life or financially being responsible. Or both. I, I think is it I think I believe it's more important to do both. Reason being I say but I'm like I said, I laid it out like that because some parents don't have that. They just have enough for themselves. Mm-hmm. There's some parents out there that are just working and only have enough for themselves. If you were, <laughs> I understand the other point too, where if you were able to make a child and bring them into this world, you should be able to support them. You should have put, you should be able to support them and no excuses should be made about that. But if you can't support yourself mm-hmm. and you have a child, you should not be penalized for that. I have a whole argument with this. I have a whole argument with it. I was waiting on the specialist to come on the show because I was ready to go. I was like, let's get it. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I and I and I started to, I started I want to explain to you why that specialist didn't come on the show because um he wanted to dictate the podcast. Where he, he protects his name and stuff like that, which I understand. But if you're going to do that, then then keep doing your YouTube videos, and and and, gain, and, and have your supporters do that on your YouTube channel. You know, so you can't come, you can't ask to be on someone else's show and try to dictate how the show is going to be run. First of all, uh, it's, it not in any show has that ever been done. You no. can't dictate the terms. You can't dictate the terms of the interview on somebody else's show. No. That, that, that's not how it works. Uh, so how it works. I, I guess he wasn't comfortable, and so be it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's all good. Um, by the end of the day, we 
it's love, you know what I'm saying? No, nothing personal. No. So we just can't have that on the show. We're not gonna, we're not, I'm, not gonna, I'm not saying that clash heads with anybody off my, off my content. So right. it is what it is. So on that note, man, we're going to end the podcast on a segue to next week's episode on Child Support Part 2. <laughs> date date to be the date to be determined next week but it will be for next week we'll be set aside a time for that we may go an hour two hours on the podcast with that mm-hmm. so any final words joey g wow i'm gonna i'm gonna take a i'm gonna take a little moment to mm-hmm. to take a little bit of words from ricky brown if you if you know of anybody suffering from some any form of depression, uh, reach out and talk to them, or just reach out to your loved ones, see how they're doing, just to check up on them and and uh, find out how they're doing. That little bit can go a long way, and we're not promised tomorrow. So check on your loved ones and check about check check on those that you love and um, make them be a part of your constant. Don't wait till tomorrow for something you could have did today. Absolutely. As far as everything else, we look forward to the next podcast. Got you. Talking about the child support. Child support. I'm I'm ready for that. Next five. Next I live the, podcast. I got the biz. Mm-hmm. I got the biz. I got the convo. Mm-hmm. We're ready for that. We're ready. We're ready. <laughs> we were so, we were venting with Joey G on yes. the Two Players podcast. We're gonna That's do right. it again. We'll do it again. Absolutely. <laughs> so, this is your man Big Dom. Stay tuned after the outro of the podcast. Y'all will speak to you independently about the next podcast episode. And um, Joey G is gonna sign off. On the podcast, you know what it is, bro. Hang on, I got you. Got you. Once again, everybody, I want to thank you guys for watching the podcast along with me, along with myself and Joey G on the podcast. I just want to remind you guys: you can listen to the podcast on on Instagram, um, Spotify, uh, Spreaker, Anchor, um, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Joey G Radio, and also keep in mind: if you, please follow me on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash True Players Podcast. T-R-U-P-L-A-Y-A-Z podcast. Uh, once again, thank you guys for watching the show. Um, also, s- subscribe to my YouTube channel. 
Um, the link it was in the ticker on the bottom of the, of the podcast. And I want to thank you guys. Stay tuned to our next live episode next week. Um, the day will be determined on Child Support Part 2. Once again, thanks for watching.